Get in a gate. It is episode 59. We're talking Stargate SG-1 and episode Ergo. We have the full Get Into Gate team. Three Stargate fan veterans and one new watcher. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Maddie. What a lovely shade of grey. Hello. Brendan. <laughs> me, 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 me. And our new Stargate fan, Reese. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily row, row, row your boat down the stream. Row, 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 I don't row, even know row, the words row, of row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dig into the synopsis of the DVD, which is uh, the way a couple of us at least are watching it, as we do each and every week, and find out what this one is all about, and then let's get stuck into it. En route to a paradise planet, SG-1 is secretly implanted with an alien spore that evolves into a being called Ergo. Though Ergo claims to be friendly, the suspicious team members work feverishly to rid themselves of the creature before it destroys their minds. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more Ergo. <laughs> spore. That's, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It's not a word I would have chosen. Spore. That's up there with our denizens from a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's not, not, oh, the, yeah. not the word I would have chosen. The start of this episode actually reminded me of uh, Foothold a couple of weeks ago where I said in, in that ep, if you remember, obviously, aliens had du- duplicated uh, some mm. of the SGC members. And from the moment that SG-1 walked back into a, uh, a, a taken over SGC, nothing felt right, even to the audience. Like, I was never convinced that everything was yeah. hunky-dory, right? And this sort of, the way that it starts, I don't know, just the, just the way that SG-1 spoke to Hammond and he, he made those jokes. I forget that O'Neill was making those jokes before he got, yeah. it was like... Au revoir, yeah. monseigneur. Yeah. Oh, what, explain what chow is. And just, I don't know, just the language, just the dialogue being thrown around in those couple of lead-up scenes to them walking through the wormhole. I'm like... Something's weird here. Like something yeah, is something's going to happen. Something's going to be really weird, yeah. really quick. RDA's yeah. like, I'm in an episode with Dom DeLuise. I need to bring him, bring my level up to ten yeah. <laughs> to try and keep up. So yeah. the fact they walk through the wormhole and then they're back in the SGC oh, straight away, pre credits. Love, love, love when that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they go through and they're back, like 1969. Yeah, this and you're like. Oh, well, what's happened? Especially the line with yeah. Hammond, right? Because they walked in like, yeah. uh, what's going on? Uh, we just walked through. He goes, you've been gone 15 hours. Yeah, yeah. that like, blew my oh, mind. Oh, shit. Like, There's two malps. And yeah, yeah. Hit the credits. Um, what I didn't get is how did they get back without a code? Or would they have put their code They're in? Probably, they put uh, the, or Ergo could have put it in. He would have known. Yeah, true. And I guess based off the end of the episode, they very much could have done it. And it was almost like as soon as they went through the event horizon, they lost their memories because that's what happened at the end. So I guess they could have mm. done it at the start as well and lost yeah, all uh, all memory of yeah, true. of the journey. I don't know. But mm. yeah, I, I again, having not seen this episode for years, I, I forgot what this was about. And only through, I guess... The coffee scene at the start, and then O'Neill eating the pie, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. This is really fun. This is." And I couldn't remember exactly why. And then it obviously takes that turn with Ergo. It's just yeah, it's a, fu- it's, a it's an Earthbound app. It's one of these ones we say it's the budget saving one, but it didn't feel well, like that necessarily. Though, first, first um, appearance of the new set, the cafeteria. Yeah, that's first, really that's is it. First, first time one. we've seen it. The first appearance of Coloured Jello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that brief, the, it becomes a running joke for the next like two right. years. Like blue Jello, everyone loves the blue Jello. The blue Jello cups, are, everyone loves them. Right. But yeah, so they had to. They had to <laughs> <laughs> okay. Epic. <laughs> um, so it's the first. That was the first mention of uh, Richard Anderson's little thing for Mary Steenburgen. I thought uh, it was yeah. the first. Yeah. What? 
Mary Steenburgen's the mm. the girlfriend of Doc out of Back Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Richard Dean Anderson. Well, we don't know. I don't know whether Richard oh, Dean Anderson um, or the stepbrothers' mum. Yeah. 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 Neil has a massive crush on her. Yeah. Right. That's his. That's his bay. That's his. You know. <laughs> that's his bay. <laughs> <That's> his bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, the coffee scene. This this actually is probably the one of the key sort of, and it, you wouldn't even recognise. I think if we we're in, you know, we were talking about anything outside of the studio, and I dropped this word, not even a line. It's a Stargate reference that, like, that I really use, and it comes from that coffee scene where where Tilk just like necks that entire. Like, hot yeah. of coffee, like steaming. Yeah. I know the How other week you were awesome talking about like coffee, drinking coffee, <laughs> and there's that you can't see the heat coming off a glass yeah. of coffee and things like that. Little oh, nitpicks. Yeah. Like that thing is steaming, yeah. and he just <laughs> just like, drowns like, himself. Like, in he it. unhinged his jaw. Yeah. It looked like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, there was, his whole bottom lip was just. Like, and it was yeah. so much better. There was a moment later on when when Ergo gets carted to spill her tea. But that yeah. one looked bad because you could clearly tell that was dry ice. Like yeah. no tea like fogs that much. Yeah. Um, I found this on um, Instagram. That I think we might have to put up on now. Instagram was our post for this episode. But um, have a look at that one, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Stargate coffee. Classic. So it's a little yeah. Starbucks, Check that out. Starbucks logo. Starbucks. What does that picture? Changes, what does it say? It says you won't believe how good it tastes. <laughs> Check that out on our negative, socials. Yeah. Get in the gate of Stargate podcast. That was but, so like so when good. when they like oh isn't, isn't that, that hot? hot? Extremely. <laughs> That's my mind though, right? Awesome. When he the way that he says, like just how he just again, like he, a couple of weeks ago did the same thing, he just cocks his head, he goes, Extremely. Yeah. Like people will ask I me a question, I'll, 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 I will say that word that way. I was like, extremely. extremely. Or the, the, the one yeah. I think from what the devil, you know, it was can you fly this ship tilk? And he's like, with great proficiency. Like yeah. just the way that he yeah. says that, but that extremely yeah. I say that in my everyday <laughs> vernacular. No way, one would get that that's a Stargate reference. Even you guys, if I said it that way, might not pick it up. But I, I heard that line. I'm like, that's one of my key things from Stargate that I actually yeah. bring into my everyday life. It's like that's the way awesome. we say indeed. Yeah, or yeah, the way yeah, we yeah, now yeah. say indeed. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly so. Wait, how f***ing hilarious was Ergo? His oh, comedic so timing. and Dom, just The great Dom DeLuise, like... Deloise, so is he a Deloise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dom Deloise. It's um, so he's the father of um Peter Deloise, the director, and and the other Deloise brothers, Michael Deloise and David Deloise, who both actually appear in the in the show in later seasons. Yeah, nice. The first time I ever saw Dom Deloise was Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and he plays like a sheriff of Nottingham. He plays like a godfather. Of old school, you know, yeah. In there, yeah. Just hilarious, and I think he's from the old like Mel Brooks group like of of you know right yeah. and stuff like that but he's check out his imdb he's pretty iconic apparently all his lines well most of his lines were ad lib as well yeah so he, he just <laughs> yeah could you imagine on yeah. set actually christopher judge <laughs> couldn't keep a straight face no nah, he was in tears he had to leave set really yeah, they, <laughs> really after like the second or third day of filming they realized they could not do a shot that had christopher judge and dom delis <laughs> in the same shot because he, he would just laughing. lose it so they had to, they changed the blocking to separate them and, and shot their stuff separately. <laughs> what a lovely shade of grey. <laughs> oh my god! Have you got have you got any re- recordings of him? Oh my, I is there a gag reel? Yeah, I could have gotten surely when he was when no, he was no like gag reel. when no he gag said reel. To, when he said to Carter, "Oh, I remind you of your uncle, don't I?" A bubbler. Yeah. <laughs> that was Booba. a crack up, man. I literally I could have got <laughs> me, me, every me, single me. bit of audio from this. Oh, um, you from should this have, show. man. I was, I was tempted to. But I grabbed a couple of my favourites. So, I... Be, what? He gets confused. <laughs> By the way, who is Mary Steenburgen? 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I think we all love this one. Wait, I can be dull. Want me to be dull? What a nice shade of grey. How about some white bread with mayonnaise? Want to watch golf on television? <laughs> <laughs> it's because he says television. Yeah. I don't know why that made it funnier. And this, this is my absolute favourite. This is what I call, this is the meaning of life right here. I want to live. I want to experience the universe and I want to eat pie. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> meaning Who doesn't? of life right there. Who doesn't? I was uh, a bit worried early on in the episode because I'm like, this could be Harlan come try uh, 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Because he's an annoying guy that none of the team like and has done something to their minds, mm. they think. And then the, the whole episode to me is like an alternate version of the game of Gamekeeper where, oh, yeah. in, in a way, like you've got someone experiencing life, adventures, whatever, life, experiencing mm. experiences well, an altered reality. through these guys, right? And it, with, with some kind of hookup in their mind. It was far better than Gamekeeper, and I found mm. him less annoying because I guess he had better lines than Harlan, but Harlan's character mm. had a different purpose. But Well, see, Reese loved Harlan. Wasn't That episode was your number one for season one, wasn't it? The episode with, with Harlan? Yeah, Tin, Tin Man. Man. Yeah, I think I was. I think that was Did your... I love him? No, I don't think you, you love the episode. Yeah, I love the episode. Do you yeah. know about Harlan? Oh, because my, my thing was going to be gun to your head, Harlan or Ergo. So obviously oh, it'll be Ergo, Ergo, no doubt. <laughs> but that's what we said in Tin Man too, Maddie. Like, you obviously love Harlan. And, and you know, and I said, oh, Ergo is the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. Yeah. He's, like, we, it would have been a shit episode if he if if it wasn't for his action. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't his, know uh, of, acting. of many like you know t- television shows where one episode relies so heavily on a guest actor. Yeah, like, he, this would he delivered been, too. This would have been yeah. abysmal. Like his know? timing was perfect, and just the rawness of his <laughs> lines. Like and it makes sense that you say they're all ad lib because yeah. he's yeah. just like. Man, imagine just being oh, around a guy especially that Especially with his son being the director, so he's like, I can get away with anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going to try and annoy him. Me, 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 shut up! And then Reese says that part where he goes, I can look like this, and he changes into like a younger version of himself. That's Peter DeLuise. That's his son. That's the director. That's the director. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I that's in like that's, that's the same guy that called as, out the demon comes the demon comes. Oh, right. Same guy dressed as the the Air, military. Force, yeah, yeah. Right. I can look that, like this, and he had a little twinkle on his smile. It's so funny, man, because I was watching this one with my missus as well, and I said, "Is that the same guy? Like, it kind of looks like him, but he's got hair and he's <laughs> shaved. Like, <laughs> would they go? Would they make him shave and then come back and put a wig on him and do <laughs> yeah. just that's for that a really good body double? Yeah." <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Looks like he looks like a famous tenor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many good lines. Oh, uh, so I think lines. the one I like how Mitch was saying how he's how he, your favorite line is Tilk saying extremely. Mine is O'Neill saying never run with scissors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I yes, don't know I why. <laughs> yeah. Appearances may be deceiving. One man's ceiling is another man's floor. A fool's paradise is a wise man's hell. Never run with scissors. Were you <laughs> trying to make a point, mate? <laughs> like, there was um, there's a fun little cameo as well. Um, there's like a grey-haired technician that you start to see, and that's actually Richard Anderson's stand-in. They actually gave him a little oh, yeah. in front of him, and he starts appearing more and more. Sort of older, sort of grey-haired guy in like the blue, and kind of dressed up like Don Des- Don S. Davis. He's got the blue sort of um, button-up shirt and stuff. When they were sitting there 
and and Jackson and Tilka playing chess, and I don't, can't remember what when Ergo is boring. And boring. That that scene has to be identical to the one in Upgrades, right? Because aren't they going? Let's get a steak. We might have to do a side by side. We like yeah. what's that season four? Yeah, that's pretty early on in season four. We'll have to do a side by side. Yeah, because it looks pretty similar. Yeah, I reckon they blocked it. Ah, uh, I didn't even that didn't even occur to me. It's another fun episode. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know whether it's just because for the third week in a row, I think I, I get up early on a weekend morning, and I'm awake with the kids. Let the missus sleep in. But for the third week in a row, I watched this with my kids, and I think. They were just a bit agitated yesterday morning and just, I don't know, They were, I, I couldn't properly focus on the episode. So like here, you guys, are you talking about how great this episode was and I do like it. I liked him in it. I just don't feel like I fully appreciated the episode considering oh, how much we've been talking about it. Yeah. And I honestly feel like I need to, before next week's episode, go back and re-watch it. Do it. Go back into your geek room, put the headphones on and just appreciate Dom DeLuise and just because everything he does in it is just... Absolute gold, and you'll, yeah. you'll really appreciate it. I, th- I thought that too. I'm going to go back and watch it just so I can appreciate it more without having to think about, oh, what the hell is going on here? And like, yeah, stop thinking about the plot and just, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy him. him. And well, now now you know that it was all most of it was improv, and yeah. like Christopher Judge couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of moments where you can, where you, early on, you can see like some redness in his eyes because he's been laughing so much, <laughs> oh, really? and even um, Amanda tapping, you see her almost breaking in a couple of moments. Yeah. I think there's one point where she's standing there and you can see her biting the inside of her lip, mm. like the yeah. inside of her cheek, to try and like <laughs> not, not ruin the take. <laughs> It's, oh, it's Try so the defibrillator. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, a Tilk immediately just gets yeah, up yeah. and goes, and I'm like, I could, trying to go through and remember this episode. I'm like, does he actually do it? Is he about to zap himself? Actually, halfway through this episode, I'm thinking Ergo, and then to me, I realize Ergo is more like an urge or urges. Yeah, well, I looked it up mm. because the Latin term ergo, but with an e, was therefore. And then in Greek it means ergo vis a vis. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously in, in Greek it's it means work, like ergonomics, you know, yeah, that sort okay. of stuff. So yeah, so I was interested where the term because I feel like a name like ergo that they name the episode ergo and they give him that name. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think that tracks really well. Urge. It's yeah. you know he urges you to to experience things. And, yeah. Or you yeah. have the the temptation of an urge or an, an urge to eat that cake. Yeah. Oh, them just sitting around eating pie. Like, that and was so good. Fans <laughs> lose their mind over and like they started screaming. It's like, we want more of that. We want more of yeah. just them just sitting around eating pie talking. Mm. And they do. They slowly start putting... This is like when we're telling Reese. It's like you start to see <laughs> there'll be a pineapple in every episode because now they've got the cafeteria, they'll just put a pineapple in the background and have a bit of fun. Or the, you know, um, Major Wood kept walking around with his giant spanner, you know, with Siler yeah. and, and Siler always getting hurt. And, you know, people realised that we didn't need the the drama side of much. Like we've got that, you know, yeah. when there's the, the high tension episodes, but stuff like this is really, I think why people fall in love with the characters. Cause it really rounds them out. I yeah, might get the, side. I might get the wording wrong, but my favorite part of that all four in, you know, uh, dinosaur scene, 
they're eating the jello and he's like right yeah try try the pie and then you know daniel's like this is the best pie i've ever had and you know i don't even like yogurt i love this and then (laughs) and then there's the just the line written for tilk and he's like it is immensely satisfying like just his way of describing (laughs) things like they're almost carbon copy saying the exact same thing as one another and tilk just completely different but just again it just fit yeah you're right like that scene didn't need dialogue it's just those four the way that they they were moving the the, the background. The, their extras dressed as like their minders, who yeah. all followed them into that room and had to sit there and just sort of facially react to what the hell are they doing? They're just oh, eating food, yeah. you know. There's one dude in the background. You can when you watch it again. There's one dude in the background who an extra who's overacting. Yeah, no, oh, I, I know. I think doing doing big, with just big, Jack. Yeah, when Jack's now. sitting there and he's taking a bite, and it's like. And he's looking over, trying to look over, see what he's doing. It's like shakes his head. He's not doing anything. <laughs> he's just eating. He's, he's eating. eating a pie. <laughs> well, that's weird. He's eating a pie and enjoying it. What? In a cafeteria. She's <laughs> yeah. no one's ever seen a military guy eat a lot of food before. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> Come on, man. And then uh, when they go, you know, they get called into the infirmary or wherever they called when they're all in that dynasty. He rushes back, grabs the extra piece of pie, and uh, <laughs> that was funny. They yeah. sort of assess them and go, "Look, this is what we found in you. You know, do you know what this means?" And O'Neill's line like. That all desserts are in mortal danger, or whatever. Yeah, all desserts on base are in mortal danger. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting why this episode, I guess, moved to what it could have been at any particular moment, like pre-credits, and they've lost fifteen hours of their life. Like something serious has gone on, mm. and then post-opening credits, and all the way up, like they're experiencing the diner stuff. They're eating stuff. You know, they've almost got you know shared feelings where Daniel and Carter are off doing their own thing. O'Neill's eating a pie. They just immediately converge in the diner. They go into the infirmary or wherever, and they see, as described in the uh, synopsis, as an alien spore, but the <laughs> tiny little device microchip in their brain. Yeah, so this is microscopic. Yeah, like it's a head of a pin or something. Yeah, timed mm. by a thousand. Yeah, this is what yeah. it looks like. Mm. Like this, yeah, sort of like alien spider type thing. And you're like, shit, they've got an alien implant, and what can it be taken out? Not, not without absolute 100% guaranteed brain damage. We cannot remove this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, shit, like it, we went from, okay, what, missing time to they've basically got a death sentence here to then this sort of like comedy show for the rest of the episode. So mm. it just went from, for me, three different arcs that really work so well together. Like I did really mm. appreciate that, yeah. even though I fully didn't immerse myself in this episode like I, I should have. I really got that it moved in different places, but seemed to all fit together really well. So mm. like Deloise again, like you, you, he could be forgiven, I think, for casting his father in this episode and playing, like you said, Brendan, such a vital role, relying completely mm. on his father as a supporting I, no, character, I, I feel but like... still managing to make it work. Like you, you, I feel like he could have very easily gotten lost yeah, could have as a, a director, tangent. having having his dad, yeah, in in the episode, a big name. Mm. I reckon, I reckon, like Brad Wright and Jonathan Gladstone went, you know, they're getting to know Peter. He's done a few episodes. They're like. Do you reckon we can get your dad? Yeah, yeah. Like, like we'll, you're you're awesome. But. Like you're cool, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll write him an episode. He's directed yeah. he's directed we'll, ten episodes so far. Do you think if we get it now, he's not going to think this is exactly why we brought him yeah. on in the first yeah. place? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, how's, yeah. how's your dad's health? Is he alright? Like, got that in the can. In <laughs> got Ergo ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it at the end how they when they come back the second time, and then they still couldn't remember, but we'd seen everything that happened. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That just filled it in real nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And they too. didn't worry about the oh well we're gonna, you know, lock that out of the dialing device or you know, any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't sort of need that. Yeah. But um I think it touched nicely similar to pretense where it 
where you, it makes you think about uh, AI or artificial intelligence, like Tin Man as well, touched on that, like, well, what is life? And mm. he's actually mm. alive. He's are yeah. you scared of death? And yeah. Well, the thing that got me the most was when we go and meet his creator Togar, mm. who is Togar. the same guy. You know, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. guy, and he's created handsome. this AI in his <laughs> as own. As handsome image, as he is, evil. evil. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually. It's and it's funny you mentioned Gamekeeper earlier because that starred um, Dwight Schultz. Yeah. Now in a different sci-fi show that he was in. Mate, this is a room. This is a comfortable room, a safe <laughs> yeah. room. Be safe yourself, room. mate. Uh, Three times. Star Trek Voyager. That's what. Um, <laughs> Got him. He's he's a very neurotic character in that. Like, oh, he's is very... that? Holy shit! I only yeah. just realised that was him. That's him. He's yeah. In next gen and next generation. Yeah, that's where he started. That. And yeah. Yeah. So he creates a hologram because holograms are very prominent in Star Trek, like holographic people. He creates a version of himself that he sends to this ship to go and help them and everything. And he makes that hologram. He's really nervous and introverted and, and stutters and, you know, he's not good around people. Well, he makes this hologram everything he's not. Mm. The life of the party, you know, the ladies' man, all the, you mm. know, all the guys want to hang out with him, all the ladies want to get with him, all that kind of thing. And I kind of feel like, that's what Togar did. Mm, he yeah. he made Ergo all the things that he wishes he could be. Yeah. It's like if, if Togar was like Ergo, he could just explore and meet people the same way SG-1 do. He could just go and meet people, but he's, yeah. he's a bit cranky and he's not good with people and, you know, so mm. he, he sends the Lurgo out to be everything that he's not. Do you, yeah. Did anyone see that movie with Bruce Willis probably six or seven years ago now at Surrogate's? Yeah, and it was set in the future, yeah. and everyone had like a an, a, a, robot. a robot double. Oh, Spoiler, yeah. I guess, because you don't. I mean, <laughs> if you go in having read the synopsis, but if you just start fresh in that story, you don't know that that's what a lot of the characters are. And once you mm. actually they like disconnect themselves, Matrix style, back in their home, they yeah. most of them are completely different people. So basically, yeah. they go and make up these bodies like, I could that be, are exactly what they want to be. You I know? could be in my house and never leave, but as I leave my house, my surrogate looks like Lincoln. And I could just go out and just do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Careful. of all the people in the world, you could have picked the guy that's never here. But you know, <laughs> that's because he's at home on charge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is an interesting, like, yeah, concept to to be able to create something like that. I actually had forgotten that. Yeah, uh, Toga was played by Dom DeLuise yeah. as well. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a nice touch considering he had that deep alien voice booming through mm. the SGC. And I'm like, really, another yeah. alien that speaks like that? Yeah. But then you get there and you realise that's why yeah, he did that's that. That's the gag. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, another episode, it's like, it's part of the episode involves like a weird amphibious alien frog getting like laser beams <laughs> yeah. in his head. And you're just like, this is really kind of out there, but it all <laughs> yeah. works. Like, yeah, really And then nice. he disappears. I'm like, did he just kill it? Yeah. It's or... like with a wave of its hand, yeah. it's like it's gone. It's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Washed it. it. So I want to, I think on the last three episodes, we've had Foothold. Pretense, ergo. Mm. So foothold, there's there's aliens. Pretense, the knocks appear, mm. and ergo in this one. Yeah, and that's three things that we never see again. Oh uh, yeah, never see the knocks again. Yeah, I forgot to mention no. that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to. For, yeah, well, actually, I had a note here to tell Reese about that last week, and I totally forgot that. Yeah, that's that's the last appearance of of any knocks. We they talk about them more. But that's that's the last time we actually see one on screen. 
We've, we see more of the Tolan. So I remember we were us saying, oh, we know what happens in the future, mm. which is that's why we love the Nox, but it's more of their their dynasty or their what they are. What it's almost like what we don't see. Like, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going to talk, <laughs> I'm going to talk around this so I don't spoil it for Reese, but there's a, there's a recurring character slash characters introduced in the final episode of this season, which I think are great. The first few times we see them. Oh yeah. But then it just drags. It starts to get, that's why I stopped liking Robert C. Yeah. Cooper. The show <laughs> relies on it too much. And yeah. it's, Especially, and I really, really, I love the season four finale on Vorash with the sun and, and all that sort mm. of stuff. Season five opener, I can't stand it. Yeah. Because of this same reason. So, yeah, I think the reason why we nerded over the knock so much is because, yeah, yes, they've only been in three episodes. Three episodes, and two <laughs> of them were just liar, just rocking yeah. up, you know, being a boss. But it's just, obviously, there's the, the connection to the four great races, and we do tend to go off into, into more of some of the other great races than we do with the Knox. But knowing they're a part of that and just yeah. these few little glimpses we get at them because they are so far beyond and they're so ethereal. Yeah. Um, they're like in these I think if you did any more, you'd probably ruin it. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at is it's like if they did to them what they do to these these characters we get at the end of the season, it's yeah. like we could have gotten sick yeah. of the Knox. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's good that they're just wrapped up in a neat little bundle and then there they are and there they'll yeah. always be. But wait till we get to the Furlings. You will be buzzing. Ooh, mate. <laughs> I mean, I, some would say you see too much of them. Probably, um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it is it is what it is. And just out of nowhere, too. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. You'll get that joke in about four years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I look forward to it, boys. <laughs> we'll just bring you up the last couple of weeks. I know last week in pretense, and, and there was a great moment during the triad, or trial, uh-huh. as we know about it here on Earth, <laughs> uh, where... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Z- Zapakna, was it? Yeah, Zapakna. And he, you know, brings up the argument that we we criticize the Gould for enslaving humans and they're sentient. He goes, "Well, you know, you eat animals, you know." And 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 O'Neill arguing, "Well, they're they're not self-aware, so they're not as alive as we are in in, in a way of putting it." And we said it's an interesting argument about what is alive and what isn't. And I wish I would have had the knowledge of this episode. Last week, because that is, yeah, the, the great question is that what is alive? Like, this guy is just a computer program, really. Like, he doesn't yeah. physically exist at all, but the idea that he is a Terminator, he is self aware, he, he fears death and all these other things. And it really started to make me think, yeah, like, with last week talking about animals, and you know, I've got plenty of animals at home, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, they sure as hell, they've got that, they've got that sense of fear and self preservation, you know, at what yeah. level does that put them, you know? But and can I've... they pay your bills? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, they're cute as hell. I mean, if they were modelling yeah. dogs, absolutely they could. <laughs> I mean, a couple of dog so shows. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just some real, like, and it, it's 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 strange that they saved that element for right at the end of the episode, which is, I guess, what mm. changed the episode from just them going to the planet and going, get it out of me. Okay, it's out on your way. It was Plus, just, he's such a lovable yeah. character. You don't want to see him just disappear. No. Yeah. It's equivalent of like an episode of Scrubs where it's all just like funny and comedic and slapstick. And then right at the end of the episode, it's like, ba 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 <laughs> and they just have that real just sentimental moment it would probably be funnier if we watched Scrubs oh really <laughs> is this another show I'm going to get shit about no, nobody I'm, watches I'm like Scrubs nah, Scrub. I've watched a few episodes yeah. here oh, and there that's probably in my top 10 most rewatched shows ever uh-huh. no it was good it was fun and it's kind of it's kind of fun as the audience to know that Ergo not only lived beyond the end of the episode but that he lived on to annoy someone else the way that he annoyed yeah, SG1 yeah. and it was his creator and his 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 exact <gasps> replica 
I just realized, you know how we were talking about origins and how what we would have preferred is like some little, like just 10 minute standalones, you know, mm. we've talked yeah. about the first time the four great races get together, blah, blah, blah. Imagine just like just a 10 minute, just single shot, one man's just Dom DeLuise, just Togar, Annoying to- himself. Togar talking to Ergo. Mm. <laughs> like, cause remember the end of the episode, you don't yeah. see Ergo anymore. Like SG1 doesn't see Ergo cause he's out of the machine. So yeah. you just see Togar talking to Ergo and they're like, yeah, we know that he's there. Yeah. Imagine just 10 minutes of, of Dom. I mean, unfortunately he did pass away in 2009, but imagine like if you just had just 10 minutes of just Dom DeLuise just riffing of just him and Ergo just having a conversation inside his head. How amazing would that be? Or even 10 one-minute scenarios. Like, just <laughs> just weird skits yeah. all put together for one 10-minute episode. Yeah, well, cool. I mean, I feel like he could riff three minutes just on that frog. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't see it. I think the only reason he didn't do any gags about it is because it wasn't there. It was yeah. done in post. Yeah, so he yeah. wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. I reckon if he, you know, if Dom ever did sit back and watch the episode, if he's one of the people who can actually watch his own performances, he would have had 10 minutes of gear just on that frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, does Tor Alexander Valenza, the writer, does his name pop up too much more in the future? I feel like last time he was up, you said there was there was not too much more to come from him. And I guess, in a way, this do you reckon this is his favourite or, or, or least favourite day of work? writing this episode. Do you think he <laughs> yeah. wrote a complete episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they just completely yeah. rewrote it on set every day? I think he'd be used to that because Richard Dean Anderson does yeah. that quite, yeah. quite well, a lot and, um, early on. Well, because I'm a nerd and I listen to audio commentaries, um, on like Buffy, for example, is a lot of the writers on there, they'll go, oh, everyone comes up to me and they'll say, oh my God, I love the episode you wrote of Buffy, my favourite parts <laughs> with this, 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 this. And then they're like, yeah, they're all the bits that Joss added when he did his pass on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tor would have been the same, I reckon. Um, that he's ad lib yeah (laughs) yeah that's it i tell you what i reckon tor learnt a lot in his time on sg1 his first episode he wrote was spirits Mm. Mm. holiday Mm. yeah i like that he had excerpts written from legacy so got a credit of that point of view which you guys liked with the quantum mirror yep uh he wrote past and present with um kira linnea Mm. he wrote ergo and then his final one which i think he ends on a high almost is season four's Divide and Conquer, which is the um the Zaytark. It's not a, not a bad run. He's done all this right. has to be his best one. Yeah, I think standalone this is his best. I think Divide and Conquer has a bit more long lasting effect to yeah. the series. But um but yeah, you gotta be happy with that. Even if yeah, Dom DeLuise just did all his own gear. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, I'll take the credit yeah, for that. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. That's true. No, Tor, we'll oh, we'll we'll do what you wrote. Yeah, for sure. We'll just might do yeah. it still another. Look, we'll do your take, you know. We'll do your take and then we'll do another. <laughs> Yeah, the bit where I'm like, oh, it's just it's it's such a tricky thing, I guess, as an actor, when they do have characters like this, where they have an imaginary friend or whatever. When Amanda Tapping's walking through the hall and she's yeah. talking to yeah. Ergo, but mm. that's one of the shots where we, as an audience, don't see him. We, we're every other character yeah. in the show, and just everything relies on her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you would not react that way. You would not put inflections on that way, no. that particular way if you were actually talking to an actor and yeah. an opposing actor. They should have so done a like, run through with him. Such and such yeah. Fraser. Oh, Ergo, that is rude. And I'm like, yeah. you haven't spoken that way the entire episode. Yeah. You know. And I'm yeah. like, it's it's not entirely her fault because you you're not working against anybody. It's yeah. it's such a tricky thing. But, but yeah, you're she right. does that a lot. Amanda Tapping when she plays uh, against herself in in the Quantum Mirror one that you just point of view point of view like. It's like, oh, mm. just yeah. overacting a little bit. Yeah, because there's, there's, you know, 
nothing there on the other on the yeah. other half, which is good. Yeah, you so can't work. You're hoping. Oh, you would hope like in Holiday how he said they would do a one take with Dom DeLuise. Yeah, because he would yeah. be walking as fast as she was down that corridor either. Like she was. He'd be on a scooter. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, that would have been was, funny. Yeah. If it was shot last year, he would have been on a Segway. Yeah, you know, he would have yeah. been, been having fun. It does remind me of. Um, there's a great scene in the 200th episode, 200. And they do a but they're actually like telling stories, Reese. So it's and so they do these little cutaways. It's very it's almost like a family guy episode. They're doing cutaways. And there's a cutaway to a story we never see where Jack's invisible and Tilk is walking down that corridor talking to an invisible O'Neill. Hmm. And in the um behind the scenes, what it turns out is they actually put Jack in like a full green green screen suit. No way. And he's walking along next to Tilk holding a mug. <laughs> Doing yeah. a scene, gesticulating, really? all that sort of stuff, and they have to brush O'Neill out. Wow. So it's just, it's about Tilk's actually reacting to O'Neill throughout the whole thing. That's cool. And you just see the mug just yeah. sort of waving about. And you're like, <laughs> it's... that looks so good. Yeah. Like, why is that so real? Yeah. 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 So it's like, you almost, yeah, you do kind of wish they'd almost do this, do, done, yeah. done that with, uh, with this episode. Yeah. That's cool. Because I think the best moments where they show the scene from everyone else's point of view is that one you were referring to before, Brennan, with a me, 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 me. And he's like, oh, can you shut up? Yeah. And they cut immediately to Hammond's point of view and you just <laughs> yeah. see Richard <laughs> Anderson just yeah, yeah, yelling at this nowhere. empty chair. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh man, these guys are crazy. Like there's yeah. a lot of moments, even when you do see Dom DeLuise, where I found myself looking at it from everyone else's point of view and I'm like, you guys are fucking mental. Like I, again, wanted to almost re-edit the scene but even just drop the audio or do, or listen to this episode turn yeah. away and listen to it having oh, dropped all of Dom DeLuise's think of that. Yeah, lines that. and just to see how that scene would sound to everybody else in, yeah. the, in the room and it's given that I it'd think, be a crazy conversation like the because, defibrillator scene yeah. that would be the best Tried. one to do it well yeah. I feel like 90% of everything Frasier and Hammond did in this episode was just looking at each other in yeah. disbelief <laughs> yeah. like, that was good these there was, are crazy there was one time where there was a there was a guard standing in the doorway and it looked like that he looked straight at Ergo. Oh. Yeah, right. And I'm like, literally, like, Classic extra. it was just blatant. Just like. Turn him 90 degrees and go stare at that wall. That's why you're an extra, buddy. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. and they say there's no small parts, but. Well. Yeah. Mm. Can we get a better extra in here? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you be shattered? <laughs> Actually, out. I was, um, I was watching, um, the, the latest season of Game of Thrones on DVD and the final episode one of the audio commentaries has Cersei Lannister in it and they're talking about it. Um, what's the character? Uh, Lena, Lena Hedy. Lena Hedy yeah. I always hate pronouncing her name because I always pronounce one of the, one of her names wrong. And she, and someone says the, um, you know, they'd be like, oh, there's, there's no small parts, it's just small actors or whatever. And she's like, well, I wouldn't say that necessarily. Just throwing shade at someone, and I was yeah, just right. like, just yeah. really just living her character. And I was like, <laughs> well, well done. Yeah, they know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did notice though at the end, um, Daniel obviously has been uh, Michael Shanks been working out a little bit. And if you notice when they're getting their ergos taken out, he's got the old um, the black shirt just just the sleeves folded up ever so slightly, <laughs> just to show off the guns just a little bit. Just show you, show you my progress, yeah. fans. <laughs> progress pic. It's the like 2000 version of like a, a shirtless selfie in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's episode 59 of Stargate SG-1 Ergo. Next week for episode 60. What is uh, the title well, of... Well, it's, it's funny you say that. I just... I know it's a bit late. I'd like to introduce just, just a, a new segment. Right, right. I know you guys know I've been, I've been going through and... Um... Uh-oh, did you make something? I made something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, MGM made something. <laughs> Wasn't Origins. Um, 
<laughs> was this back in the day? Is this yes. half an episode of Origins? So, no. <laughs> I've been going through the DVD special features because I do feel bad that Reese can't appreciate them the same way we get to. Yeah. And, you know, we've been we've had all the um, crew dossiers and all that sort of stuff. Well, what they've started doing is actually including on the DVDs the previews for next week. Right. So we can actually find out how they how they marketed, you know, the film. I'm, I'm assuming these on are actually TV. The, the TV spots. Mm, so early 2000s. The, yeah, so this is a segment I like to call... On the next Stargate SG-1. <laughs> On the next Stargate SG-1, <laughs> their mission was to explore a strange new world. I've never seen the fire rain in the light of day. If just one big meteor lands within a few miles of here, the result of the explosion could wipe out the entire village. But what they found was a planet facing Armageddon. Is there anything we can do to stop it? No. Now to rescue an entire population. We can't evacuate an entire planet. Colonel Jack O'Neill is in a race Forcing against time. All right, folks, train's leaving. Let's move. But for him, time... We're losing wormhole stability. ...has just run out. You can't go home. Richard Dean Anderson stars next time on Stargate SG-1. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson and Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> the rest, Richard Dean Anderson stars. Beef it up a bit, mate. I love it how he's like, time. Armageddon. Armageddon. That was my favourite. Don't right want to close my eyes. <laughs> we can't evacuate our whole planet. Sleep cause I'd miss, miss you, you Tilk. And, <laughs> and I don't want to miss a thing. Well, that'll be next week. What is the episode called? What do we got? A uh, hundred days. Hundred days. There we, we go. Hundred days. I always used to get confused with brief candle because mm. those people lived for a hundred days. Yeah, so yeah. you should. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So no, no pizza cake. No pizza pie in that night. <laughs> uh, it was a pizza, not a cake. <laughs> That's next week, episode sixty of Stargate with uh, Get in a Gate. We'll all Starring be starring Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> in the meantime, you can uh, catch us on the socials, like and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search Get in a Gate, a Stargate podcast. Get in a Gate at gmail.com or individually, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find me, Maddie. Where are me, you? Me, 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 me at Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay, that was it. <laughs> I am Matt the Brendan Gibson on Instagram. Reese, what do you got? At the Flying Gibson. Row, row, row your bummy gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. If you are joining us for the first time, you can check out all of our old podcasts, all previous 58 episodes. We don't necessarily sing in every one of them, but you can go back and find out for yourself. Until then, we will see you back next weekend for more Stargate. SG1 Talk on Get It A Gates. Hey! GetIntoGeek.com Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Oh, you'll dance to that, but not bloody this girl's on fire. Nah, f*** that. It's a f***ing joke! Every week, every week with this guy. Every week. See ya.